All right, welcome back to another episode here of Cracking the Restaurant Labor Crunch. I am Jamie Oikel from RunningRestaurants.com. Joining me today is good friend, longtime uh, colleague and so forth, Darren Dennington of Service with Style. How are you, Darren? Well, I'm great. I'm great. It's uh, Jamie Oikel. It's great to see you, buddy. How's how's everything with you? How's uh, the family? What's going on with the baseball field? What's What's new? Yeah, man, we've been, we've been busy as always. Just got back from a softball trip this weekend. We were in Atlanta. It was freezing playing playing some softball <laughs> for my daughter, but we've we've been busy with that. And uh, and I know you are also been busy too. Darren's in a new location and somewhere in the Carolinas. What you got, buddy? Correct. Yeah, made a lifestyle change, and uh, me and my wife found a nice little new place up in the the mountains and built a, a cute little new office home for service with style and. We're literally like 98% transitioned and we're finally settling in on a, on a new home, a new lifestyle. And I'm super excited about it. So thanks yeah. for having me today. And I apologize. I know I um, wasn't able to get with you as quick as I wanted to, but why don't you fill me in? What do you have going on here? What's uh, yeah. cracking the restaurant labor crunch? Yeah, Darren's, Darren's going to be good. So we wanted to make sure we scheduled him as one of the first people I thought about for our show. Before we get to it, Darren, I want to thank our, our, our Diamond Sponsor, Performance Food Service, for being part of the show. They are at performancefoodservice.com, and, and we appreciate their support. And, and all right, so as we get into it, Darren, we've been talking with folks, operators and industry folks, uh, for the last little bit about – every, no secret, no surprise here. This is the number one challenge for restaurants across the country finding labor, keeping labor, paying them. And then as it relates to the cost structures that are that involves, right? Higher costs and across the board. And how can we still be profitable with everything going on? So uh, Darren, in addition to his company service with style, has coached and consulted with operators directly, has owned his own businesses in recent years as well. So has seen this uh, particular topic from multiple different angles because I know his his clients and so forth from are touching different industries and in different geo regions. So First of all, you can talk about as what you're seeing as a customer. You can talk about what some of your clients are seeing. What is the biggest challenge that you see in the labor piece? That's uh, quite a question to, to start off with. And yeah, I boom, guess, drop a bomb. I drop know, right? It's uh, absolutely what everybody's dealing with today. And I guess the first thing you go right to why, right? Why and how did we get here? And I think we've answered that by this point. I see you putting out a lot of good content and you can listen to the, the radio shows and the news channels and do some research. And we, we clearly understand that the unemployment checks uh, took our, our line cooks away from work and allowed them to play Xbox tournaments and, and hang out at home. And, and then we saw what childcare did um, as a parent, right? You get it. It's, it's your kids first. And so many of our workforce from hospitality needed to step forward and, and be a parent first and, and deal with childcare and, and schooling. And, and that was devastating. And, and then I hear and see and, and sense and uh, admit I've gone through this a little bit myself is uh, a lifestyle change that mm -hmm. a pandemic made everybody think about things a little differently. And a lot of people unfortunately have walked away from hospitality. It's uh it's a hard business, right? There's so many moving parts and so many things that we do. And a lot of restaurants, let's be honest, they have uh, been running under stress, right? It's a hard business to run. And for the workforce, some people just said, no, thank you. I'm, I'm done, right? And then 
just the the massive devastation of of COVID nineteen, right? It uh, it took over our country, it took over our world, and we've just seen uh, so many deaths and so many people have had to. Um, they're going, they're grieving, and it, it's hit our industry in a big way. And then there's a lot of people that just don't want to work right now in an environment that's not completely safe. So we, we've seen these major challenges. And then you take it at a time that it's pretty ironic, the additional challenges that we're going through. We've always seen big challenges as an industry, right? It's a hard business, and we, we manage our way through those. But you take the labor market with uh, the rising costs and you've got uh, the, the supply issues and your labor cost is going crazy right now because you're trying to train new people. And you've for the first time ever, somehow we're struggling to serve our guests that whether it's the shortened hours or the shortened menus or they're closing stations, it's hard to fully serve the guest in, in the manner that we want. So it's, in a lot of ways, right? It's almost a hurricane, a perfect storm of major challenges that right now we have to focus through. And I love to see that you're doing uh, the labor crunch because it's it's the topic. It, it really is. So uh, for me, Jamie, let me just cover a couple quick thoughts and I'll toss it back to you. But I, I think that right, you and I have talked a lot through the pandemic when it first started. Oh, yeah. And for me, I remember being at the New York show and things were just starting to, to happen. Was the show going to go on? Were we going to cancel? Well, I remember the topic that I was presenting and I was super, super excited to present it. And I quickly pulled it out and it was a total team makeover. It, it was this work session, just a little 16 page workbook of the challenges that we were seeing in the industry now a year and three quarters ago that were going to challenge us for a long time, right? These were things that uh, a lot of people saw in the industry that were really troubling, that the younger generation wasn't excited to come into the workforce. And the pay scale was uh, so out of balance that you could go to a good bartender and say, uh, we love the job you're doing. We trust you. You're organized. You're friendly either. How would you like to be a manager? And no, thank you. I'll, I'll keep making the money as a bartender. Thanks. And so we've seen these big challenges and then the pandemic just threw all of them into to chaos in some form. So I, I know the title of today says crunch, which I assume from you, it's a play on words. So you probably want to get right to uh, some, some points. So let, let me offer this out if it's okay. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it in like four or five different small little categories that maybe we could hit on. Um, create a plan. That's where you got to start. That's number one. You, you've got to have some type of roadmap to manage your, your staff plan right now. And number two, I would probably go to something along the lines of um, manager development or management review, because I genuinely feel that if you're going to manage through this problem and the other 15 that are out there right now, you've got to have a good, strong management team. And the third area that I think you have to step back and look at is recruiting, right? It's mm -hmm. uh, how are we doing that? What are, what's working, what's not. And 
again, you've put out some some great information, and I'm excited to see the this whole course that you got out there. But recruiting for the first time ever, I think we can have a little bit of fun with it. Where like back when we grew up in the industry, it was you never promoted to hire anybody, right? It was quiet and behind the scenes. You right. didn't want that to mix with your customers. Well, now we can have some fun with it and we can uh, promote to employees and, and really kind of show our brand through a, a different way. So I think there's a lot of fun ways to do that. And for me personally, if we were to talk about a, a fourth point, then I'll get to five and I'll toss it back to you. But it would be probably tied together onboarding and training that I think that this is a simple opportunity that a lot of places have to bring in new staff in a nice, comfortable environment through a simple system that works for the existing staff because the new employees learn the right way. It works for the new employees because they get brought in in a, a welcoming manner and a, a good orientation and they feel like part of the team. And then the last piece would be retention, right? How are we mm -hmm. going to retain these employees? Because the workforce numbers have continued to shrink and shrink and shrink. And I, I guess I assume that there's a lot of listeners today that are probably in a good spot with their employees, which is fantastic. And maybe they're doing a million, million and a half in sales and they've got 15 or 20 employees. And they're in a great position today, right? That's wonderful. I've got a full team and and things are going well. Well, what I'm fearful of is if you lose a couple key people or if you lose two or three managers and then you're put into the market that we're seeing right now for new employees and that's where the struggles are going to come. So maybe you're not seeing them today, but I think this labor market is here for a little while. So it's uh, yeah, for me, it's a hot right. topic. I, I hope I didn't go on too long, but uh, throw back some of your thoughts, Jamie. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I, I was jotting down down your points and definitely all of them are 100% on point. And, and yeah, when we had the idea for the show a couple of months ago, it was like, man, this obviously was one of the things where we wish we could have clicked our heels and boom, like, and, and just dropped it and dropped it on as, as soon as we could because we, everybody was dealing with it. Uh, and I, I wish we had this out six months ago, but it's I, I see right now where we are. This is November-ish and it's going to be ongoing. It's not going to magically change. And so all the lessons we're learning in our 20 plus interviews so far are going to, are going to stick with us for a little bit. And we've learned a lot from the operators and the, and the insiders inside of the biz. So, um, let's, yeah, the, the notes that I take, we've, we've, we've had a very kind of streamlined approach of just, just seeing what's out there, but it's the big buckets. It's retaining, attracting, you know, keeping folks, where are they? And then the other side we, we, we've touched on in, in multiple interviews is, is, is there secrets? Is there other tech tips? Are there tools that people are using to streamline other parts of the business to make up for the labor uh, costs uh, and so forth, whether it's saving time with the, uh, the folks who do the, the pay to scan, uh, pay your bill. And that, that speeds up the table turns and takes a little pressure off the staff. You know, what other uh, tips have, have, has technology integrated into it? Maybe it's doing inventory and things like that, scheduling. So there's tech tools that have helped people. So you can layer on things like that into uh, some, of, some of your answers if you've seen clients use it. But really, let's go to the first part. And that, uh, well, you you did bullets in, in a certain way, but I'm going to go right to, you, to the point of finding people. If you, if you needed somebody right away today and your restaurant was struggling, how do you or how have you seen people effectively find and recruit folks? And it could be, hey, 
an ad here, a bonus there? What are some of the things mm -hmm. you've seen? Okay. So if you don't mind, if I can bump back just prior to that, where the, the one piece for me is getting organized and making sure that you have a good hiring process, right? A, a good system. And I can't believe that my phone's ringing. Sorry, buddy. And <laughs> the, the planning, okay? Yeah. Look at it this way, right? If you're going through your numbers and somebody says, wow, why are we so short in sales? Why are we only doing 25? We need to hit $30,000 weeks. And I think at some point that conversation gets put back to somebody in marketing, right? Somebody is going to say, hey, we need to drive some sales. And whether it's two, three, five people sit down and create some type of little marketing plan. And it's a great time of year to do that now for 2022, right? What are we planning for the entire year? And you put the right amount of effort. The same thing goes for your financials, right? If your owner's frustrated that there's just not enough profit there, I hope that they're going to get the right four or five people together and, and have a financial planning meeting, right? Whoever counts inventory and does the scheduling and does the ordering. And maybe that plan is four or five weeks of just a simple meeting. Well, then you need, uh, I think, a service plan, right? It's uh, mm -hmm. one of those easy, simple formats to implement, where if you're implementing a financial plan, that might take you 10 or 12 weeks in a row of meetings before your regular manager meeting can handle it. So it's it's more of a, a committee, but I think you need a service plan is where I was going. You can find one on our website, but it's a simple, easy plan. But right now, it's got to be a staff plan where if you're not hiring quickly and have great systems where your applications are already always available in uh, somebody is calling those people right away and your interview process is well designed and you have interview score sheets and, and simple little things. I think if you sit down and get the right four or five people together and say, what's our system? Let's just quickly review it. And, and what that's going to do is it's going to button up your folk or button up your procedures, right? So everybody knows who's hiring and who's interviewing and what positions so it's a quick little evaluation of where you are, which is then going to create the focus. And from there, I, I take one little pause before we get into recruiting and it's looking at your management team. Mm -hmm. If we don't have the managers that are focused on every part of your team, then this issue is never fully going to be managed. So that management team has to be on the same page with, with good meetings and you've got to take a look at your strengths and your weaknesses and you've got to be developing these people for moving forward. And then you get into recruiting, right? Recruiting is, I think, uh, well, for the first time ever, I saw a local restaurant with a TV commercial right. about looking for employees and it was brilliant. And it was a combination of what a great restaurant we have and please consider working with us. And I um, uh, saw one the other day that it was uh, uh, basically the owner and it was just his phone right up in the air walking through the restaurant. And he stopped and he interviewed a, a cook that does their fried chicken all the time. And they had a 10 second interaction. And then he held the phone over and showed how busy was the restaurant was. And wouldn't you like to come work here? And it was just this unique, simple little way. But 
I guess when you look at recruiting, it, it's almost that you've got to start selling yourself for people to work there. That Qu- question though on the on the uh, the two little commercials you saw, where did you come across them? Facebook, uh, on internet, on TV, like like where'd you find them? So the first one was actually on TV. It was just a, a local yep. local channel channel channel, and uh, normally she markets her cakes and her bakery and and her lunch, but she was uh, looking for employees and it was such a fun way. It it really was. It just highlighted the strong work environment that they have, which to me as a customer strengthened what I think of their business because I now know a little bit more about how well they take care of their employees. So it it was just a, a branding message so yeah. yeah, YouTube is a great place to store them. And, and the guy um, with the the guy with the phone is was he also uh, where did where did you come across that it one? It was just on Facebook. It was on just Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, just to echo echo uh, Darren's uh, comment, there is a couple that has come up a couple other times, right? Uh, actually, doing a, a commercial for your restaurant to convey that. Nick mm-hmm. talked about. I think I think Anga talked about it doing it at their restaurant. And I, I I love it because you do what uh, what Darren talked about, uh, convey your culture uh, very easily without getting fancy. Yeah, you could bring in a TV crew and you could do you could spend a whole bunch of money, or you could do the little the little uh, movie studio in your pocket and just walk around and selfie it, right? I mean, selfie or point out, and it's that simple. And you can really convey your message and your feeling pretty quickly in a way that you couldn't have done or you didn't do five, 10 years ago uh, to your point. So I, I, I just, I was curious where you came across right, those right, and right. people, people, well, and I, it's as simple as posting it to Facebook and YouTube and your social media channels. And that's where your people exist these days. And what needs to take place from there in the whole recruiting piece is the second end of it. You've, you've got to be incredibly quick and, and mm-hmm. engaged in interacting with anybody that's interested right away. That like I, I look at it as you know, we do a lot of secret shopping for hotels and, and catering companies that are genuinely focused on their response time from their sales department, right? So we might call and we're, we're looking to book a wedding and the wedding, we, we leave a message or we, we get some basic details. And they want to know how quick that response time is because their huge focus is that catering party, that, that lead. And are we following up on it? Because we understand that if they don't follow up on it quick enough, that it's going to disappear. So it's the same with new employees now that when you get a lead, you've really got to work towards it. And maybe one of your cooks says, Hey, a buddy of mine, Jeff is looking for a job. Oh, can you text Jeff right now? And, and why don't you include me on that, that thread? And, and then three minutes later, you're texting Jeff and I'd love to meet you this afternoon or Jeff's friend and come on in and you're super quick. That's where I think we've never been in this type of market before. So we haven't had to sell ourselves this way. We haven't had to uh, market differently. We haven't had to turn to our marketing department and say, Hey, help us find staff. It's, it's just different, but it's got to be a major focus right now to manage your way through it. So the, the management team and the plan helps you create the focus. Then you put together this great recruiting effort, and then you get to how you're bringing them on, right? That, that onboarding and training. And 
I guess we talk about training programs all the time. You and I have probably hit on that 15 times over the years, yeah. but it's, it's gotta be something simplified and very unique for that particular business. And the onboarding, I think we, you know, we don't put enough focus on the first impression of how they see us. And I just think that the, the hiring process and the onboarding process can be easily simplified with some simple checklists. Like for example, if you have a, a new hire letter, which tells the new employee that they are to come on Saturday morning for orientation and they're going to be meeting with Jamie and here's nine or 10 things that they need to do beforehand or bring with them. And orientation comes up and the manager knows that here's, here's Jamie coming in and grabs a blank folder, opens it up and Here's a 15-point checklist of every new thing that you have to go through with the new employee. Your, your W-9s or your, sorry, W-4s and I-9s and your employee manual. And, and it's a process that's very simple to do, but you just have to be organized. So you get this great orientation and they've had a tour and they've already loaded their scheduling app and they're, they're up and running as a new employee. They're already in the system and they're, they're clocked in. And then they're handed off to a training team. And I think that this is unfortunately not enough of a focus in our industry. Mm-hmm. And there's systems out there, but I, I like a, a basic, simple training system. It's got to be customized to that particular restaurant. And I think it's got to have something to do with a training team, three or four or five people that are your trainers. It's got to be a, a basic training manual. I love, absolutely love a shadow schedule. So it tells every new employee what stations they're going to work over the first few days. And then there's a shadow position checklist. So they know here's 10 or 12 things that if I'm a new server and I'm spending two hours at the hostess station, here's 12 or 13 things that I need to take away. And oh, look, it comes on a checklist. So I carry this checklist around with me and maybe your very last step is a 30 minute sit down with your manager. And maybe that's where your testing process comes in. And so training, I just don't think is, is focused on enough, but a simple training system that's customized to the restaurant is very easy to do. So uh, that's my thoughts on training. Well, okay. First of all, what I see as the issue is I can hundred percent see that getting missed right now in the urgency Absolutely. of, of Too the many business. Other priorities. And, uh, it's, it's a big miss because the new person comes in They're They're excited, hopefully to be the, be at the new place. Then all of a sudden day one, day two is kind of like blah. And then I've heard a lot of stories of the other, then that, that they're just, they're gone. Like they just disappear. Uh, some, some ghost, the interview and some ghost after two or three days of working at a place. And that, that, that frustration can be resolved a lot of times from a good onboarding experience that brings them in, has a key person spend time with them. That's meaningful, impactful, everything you talked about, the checklist, now they're learning, now they're ingrained and, and they can see the future or what the next few weeks look like. Absolutely important. So slow down a little bit. I know it's crazy, but slow down a little bit. Do the things that Darren talked about. It will help you retain the people that you're making all this effort to grab. So uh, good stuff there. We hit a little bit about recruiting the piece. Uh, You talked about the video stuff. I think people need to do a good job with their website. Maybe they're using an app, whatever system they're using, make sure you're using it to its full potential, whether that's good descriptions, 
showing the culture, uh, photos, graphics, videos, be, be what's what people expect today. They expect to be able to consume who you are in those different platforms. So make sure you're doing that. Uh, that's some of the recruiting piece. Uh, what else do you want to get into here? For me, the, the last piece, right, you're talking about promoting your culture and showing the, the new employee or the potential employee what you are. I guess the last piece is making sure that that's what you are, that mm -hmm. you, you have that great culture. And this is where retention comes into it. And again, we don't know exactly where the labor market's going because of all the different areas that we're challenged with right now. But we all know it's incredibly challenging. So if you're 15, 20, 30 employees strong, it just look at it that you've got a small little group of 20 people. How do I make it right for them? How do I really buy into these four or five managers and get them on the same page and creating a great work environment? Because there's, there's always four areas to the business, right? It's operations, financials, marketing, and staff. And when you have managers that can really take care of the operations and the staff, then you're, you're buttoned up. You, you've got the regular day-to-day -day business handled. You've got a, a good group of people. So that's your first effort is operations and staff. And the only way to do that is with the, the management team. And then when the management team has those two things under control, right? If they don't, they're just chasing their tail all day long, right? They're, we don't have enough employees and, and they never have enough time to stop and actually look for the employees. So it creates all this extra chaos. But if you get on top of operations and staff, then your managers feel comfortable and free enough to work on the good things, right? The, the marketing and, and the financials and the, the bigger picture. And right now, because the focus of this has been so intense that we, we've got to put labor to the top of the, the list. And if you've just got those 20 employees and you got four or five managers that are comfortable and for starters, they want to be there and it's a, it's a good, comfortable work environment, right? Well, then you just get another 10 or 12 employees. You're always going to turn over a few. We understand that. It's a high turnover industry, but don't turn over six or seven every three months, turn over one or two and just make it that much easier. Like I find that four or five people on a team really gets you over the hump. You, you've got that group of people that's already bought into what you're doing and, and they like you and they trust you and they, they want to help you. Just pull a few more over to that and look at it as the long-term approach. And you've got to sit with your employees and, and say, what do you want? And how do we stand? How can I help you? How can I make sure that this is the job that you're happy coming to? All these things are extra effort that we've been lucky enough for so long that we haven't needed to truly focus on this part of the business like we should have. Mm -hmm. And now we're forced to. So it's just managing your way through it on staying focused, right? Let's fix this this team of 20, we just need to fix this group of people, but don't look at it for today. Look at it for the next two, five years. How do you make it strong? So question, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. hundred percent. Good question. Uh, let me ask you a couple quick, couple quick thoughts. We don't want to run too, too long, but uh, 
short term right now people are can they can go get a bonus over there at this restaurant they can get a bonus at that retail store they can get paid high in some other industry perhaps so any tactics you've seen work either where you are or with clients uh on the retention side or attraction side you know using new new benefits or existing benefits promoting them uh using uh you know, hundred dollars for bringing in a person, another two hundred dollars if they stay. Anything you've seen there been been effective? Those those genuinely work, right? If you do those correctly, a simple bonus program where um, it's nice to bonus out simply the interview. Um, mm -hmm. We're finding that there's just not enough people actually coming to the interviews. Uh, virtual interviews, whether it's just a five minute meet and greet, seem to uh, help that. Uh, a little bit extra, uh, a good phone meeting can also do that. But it's not as, I guess, what we're seeing more along the lines of the, the time that they put into dealing with the individual. So yes, a, a simple bonus is going to work. The uh, additional piece, you've got to include your staff, right? Your current staff, if you're putting bonuses mm -hmm. out there, tie in something special. I think that one thing that does work is expand your base, right? So if you just need uh, seven or eight cooks in the kitchen, try to get 10 or 11. And we're finding a lot more of them are comfortable with 15 hours or, or 25 hours opposed to pushing it to 35 and 40 or overtime. Mm -hmm. One that I genuinely like that we've had some, some good conversations with is reaching out to people that you've known before that have worked with you and left for some reason or another that we find that if they know you, that maybe they like to come back for one or two simple shifts. So you got to expand the base and pull in more numbers, more, uh, more options if you can. And we're finding that it's the the long days that are very hard for people to restaurants are hard there's so many things that are stressful that they want easier days they want shorter hours right. and they want less work so you've got to be more efficient and there's a lot of things on the backside right where we're just talking about labor but this easily bridges over to so many other issues so you've got to instantly tie up the labor it is. And, and and our goal here is to be short. I could talk with Darren for four hours about this stuff. We could have a big masterclass with, uh, with this, but let's, let's, um, let's wrap with the last piece you talked about. Labor obviously has increased. All the, all the costs have gone up. And so it is forcing changes in other parts of the business. So where have you seen it? Maybe you can share a couple tips, whether it's something, something quick or something that they can research what are some other ways to streamline the business operationally, tech-wise, that folks should look at today? What do you think? It's still looking at prime cost. That's mm -hmm. still the, the, the major number that you want to deal with, right? All your food, all your labor, all your beverage added into one. And right now, it's more dollars need to go into the employees, right? Uh, there's so many, you can drive past Taco Bell and see 14, 15, $16 an hour at some mm -hmm. of them. And but when I'm at Taco Bell, they're currently trying to promote to me more to work there than they are selling me a taco. So they, they understand the market. And so there's a ton of competition and it's 
just a matter of trying to tie back and pull in people in a, a, a different way that you've got more options, more options, more focus and more retention going forward. I, I know I want to go an hour with you and hit on all these points, but I'm, I'm trying to keep it simple. Yeah, I, I know. And we, and we could, I was, I just I was, was trying to think of uh you know, a quick operational tip or, or, or a tech tip you've seen somebody use recently to streamline another piece of the business that, that maybe has helped, you know, labor has gone up 5%, man, but I was able to grab 3% back here doing, doing this, well, uh, that the, sort of thing. That's the larger picture, right? It's, yeah. it's now transitions over to the model yeah. and the, the model has to be streamlined that uh, drive through opposed to dining in, in QSR restaurants, Everybody's using the, the drive-throughs. So the industry has absolutely changed. And I think that you've got to figure out ways instead of doing it with eight people a day, you've got to get that down to five or six. And I go right to the menu. Uh, the more menu items, the, the more steps. If we've got to cook uh, a chicken salad, tuna salad, pasta salad, coleslaw, and all these extras simplify, simplify, simplify. Mm. And it's the, the same things as which ways you're getting your sales from. So it goes to hours. Are you uh, still trying to open for lunch? Do you, do you need to shrink that down? And the menu, the hours and the avenues that you sell your products, whether that's drive-through, third-party, uh, delivery yourself. You've got to look at just the ones that are truly working for you. I think when the pandemic started, we needed to throw our hat into every ring, right? There's some places that have seven and eight tablets open because they're oh, using yeah. so many third-party services. So simplify every extra step that you do right now takes extra people. If you're getting three delivery trucks a week, cut that down to two because I'm spending an extra hour on creating that order. I'm spending an extra 40 minutes on putting away the truck. I'm spending an extra 15 minutes on inputting the invoices and, and paying those. So yeah. everything has to be trimmed down from your square footage to the steps. It starts with the managers looking at their responsibilities and trimming back and staying focused on, on what you need. But there's, yeah. there's a lot of parts to it, Gene. A lot of parts. All right. So the qu question as we wrap up, two things. Uh, one, uh, first of all, D Dar Darren's been very generous, in fact, in talking about all parts of the business because he does. But two things. One, service with style, uh, obviously focuses on the service piece. So tell folks briefly about that and where they can find you guys on the web. And then secondarily, are you still doing, um, are you still taking inbound coaching, consulting, and you want to share any messages there? Absolutely. So when you mentioned service, I've got to go right to at least one last point. So if I can quickly recap and I'll try to see if I can hit on all the points I tried to touch on. So yeah. number one was create a plan. Uh, I think number two was management review. Number three would have been creative recruiting. Four would have been onboarding and training and five would have been retention. So when you throw in, if I would have went to six, it, it would have been based on service. It would have been, please, please look at 
what your guests are experiencing right now, that we're so fortunate that businesses are very business busy, that there's mm. so many people that are doing wonderful. That's fantastic. And, and you've really figured this out. But please keep in mind what the guest experience is. There's been so many changes, so many things that are hard for us to understand. I, I don't know when half the restaurants are open anymore. That's right. And if I'm unsure of that, I'm not going. So stick to understanding what I'm seeing and, and what I'm feeling. And, and I don't understand when there's a section closed that I just want to sit at a table. And I know. So there's so many different things. And why I say this so strongly is because this is exactly what we saw after the recession of what was it? 2008, 2009 is that everybody was forced to look at their finances as they wanted value. And what we saw in the restaurant industry was that value perception increased. I wanted things better. I wanted things cleaner. I wanted things faster. I wanted things more convenient. And we're going through such a, a transition right now that I think it's easy to leave the guest perspective behind and please don't because the, the couple things that are going to get you through the, the long term, right? The next 5, 10, 15 years, it's, it's understanding the guest and it's understanding your employees and communicate with both of them. Let them know what you're doing and, and be passionate about the, the employees just as much as you've been passionate over the years about the customers. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's from both sides. So. But uh, I guess you also asked a little bit about service with style. Yeah, and, I know you are. You're constantly uh, playing with the website, and a lot of times have resources there. Anything new? Anything new to check out? Yeah, we've uh, we've been doing some um, some fun projects. We we really have been. So we've been uh, really busy and lots of secret shopping. That's been uh, uh, really driving us. And yes, on the coaching piece, uh, still uh, actively coaching a lot of restaurants. I love talking to restaurants and just kind of helping them through challenges and whether that's creating that training program or that staffing plan or uh, what you're doing for next year financially. And, and just as a, a help and a guidance and uh, doing a lot of uh, either one or two day restaurant retreats where we come into to your place for a couple of days with a, a really great agenda and we're hammering every piece of the business and we're partially training a little bit of workshop and a little bit of developing a little bit of planning mm -hmm. Setting the priorities, so we love the the restaurant retreats is is what we call them, and we're just rolling out what we call uh, business audits. So restaurant audits, where it's uh, much more in depth than the secret shopping. It's uh, they know who we are, and we're walking around looking at uh, all aspects now. Right, is the office organized, and are the checklists up, and do they have the right workers comp posters up, right. and uh, how many employees are there and are they clean and what do the coolers look like? So we've taken the secret shopping experience and really enhanced that. We've thrown in small parts of health and, and sanitation and compliance. So we've got a uh, little extra eyes in those areas. And yeah, just looking at uh, our, our new location with uh, a, a neat little view out the mountain window and <laughs> right. uh, service with styles uh, having a little bit of fun right now. So. Good, man. Yeah. Listen, I can, uh, I think I, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. It's just servicewithstyle.com. Correct. Actually, Jamie, um, uh, two quick things. I know earlier I had mentioned that service plan, right? I think mm -hmm. that that's one of those easy ones that you can put in a, a refresher course on what you're doing with service. And if you go to 
servicewithstyle.com forward slash running restaurants. Then you'll get a link to 10 steps to great service. And you'd also get a link to a discount for secret shopping. If you ever wanted to, to check that out, there's a, uh, there's a discount for you and a free 10 steps to great service. So. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Very good. Listen, I, that, that one day, uh, the one two day retreat, I can see being su super effective and, and as well as the audit. So folks, it yeah, check down together and it gets them on one page and yeah. you put uh, 13 managers in the room from four or five restaurants and you can get a lot of things accomplished in a, in a day or a day and a half. So yeah, I can see that they're, being, uh, they're pretty being, productive being super effective. So, all right. I appreciate you, sir, being with us. Thanks for having me. Damn. I really appreciate it. Next time yes. uh, uh, we're no longer neighbors in Florida. So I left you, but uh, yeah. get up to North Carolina. Love to see you up here. The I do. Um, you got an open invitation. Anytime you want to come up. Uh, listen, I'm going to take, I'm going to take you up on it because I, I love it up there and I want to see the new place, but all right, folks, Darren Dennington service with style. They are at servicewithstyle.com. Uh, we appreciate you being here. want to once again, thank our diamond sponsor performance food service for being part of the program. They are at performancefoodservice.com. So for Jamie Oikel from runningrestaurants.com, this has been cracking the restaurant labor crunch. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, Jamie.